free beer in Cleveland? Rookie quarterbacks are winning? It was a topsy-turvy week three in the NFL. Was your team supposed to lose? Well, they probably won. In this week's history lesson, we're going to tell how Detroit is the place where head coaching careers come to die. That and much more this week in the world of football. Hello? You play to win the game. Personal foul. I'll pick this up. On number 99 of the defense, after he tackled the quarterback, he's giving them business down there. That's a 15-yard penalty. Hey, look out there. You want to get hyped? We're going to throw a forward pass. Pick up. 18, You're listening to This Week in the World of Football, presented by theworldoffootball.com. Promoting the game of football in all its many forms, past, present, and future. And now, on with the show. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of This Week in the World of Football. This is episode 59 for September 25th, 2018. I'm your host, Randy Snow, and across the table from me, as always, is my son, Adam. Having some uh, technical difficulties today, are you? Oh, man, we are. I am so discombobulated today. It, nothing's working right, but we're going to push on through this anyway. Yep, you're welcome, by the way. I, <laughs> I came into it just a hectic. He was on the verge of crying and canceling uh. the show, and don't worry, listeners, I got your back. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you could actually laugh because you were, uh, you yeah, were a hot mess there. Yeah, I was extremely stressed out when you walked in the door because my printer's not working, so I like to work off a printed page, and nothing was working. So. And he doesn't know how to use an iPad to uh, log in. and Is that what they call fly. this thing I got in my hands? Yeah, now, so iPad. it's really strange with him holding an iPad uh, throughout the show. Too much so. technology. All right, let's keep going. We come to you each week from the world of football man cave, located in the center of the football world, Kalamazoo, Michigan. We are the only show that covers all aspects of the football world being played throughout the year. From the NFL to the CFL, college, indoor, and arena football, our goal is to inform and entertain our listeners with the glorious buffet that is the world of football. All this while keeping an eye on the rich history of the game. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We'd love to get your feedback on either iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, or iHeartRadio. You can also contact us on Facebook or Twitter. The addresses for both of those are TWOF Kalamazoo, or you can even send us an email. Our email address is info at theworldoffootball.com. So let's review what happened this past week, starting with the World of Football scoreboard. And Adam, why don't you take out... Take it off with the NFL. All right, yep, we're going to kick it off with NFL Week 3 action, and Week 3 was kicked off in spectacular fashion in a game nobody thought would be one to watch, and that was <laughs> Thursday night, New York Jets in Cleveland taking on the winless Browns, and I am happy to to say the Cleveland Browns are winless <laughs> no more. They get their first win since Week 16 of the 2016 season, and for those of you who were counting days on your calendar, that was 635 days between victories. Mm. Unbelievable streak that got snapped uh, in a game that looked to be the same old Browns. They got down 14 to nothing behind the Jets rookie quarterback, Sam Darnold. And then Tyrod Taylor, starting quarterback for the Browns, went out with a concussion. And in comes rookie quarterback, number one draft pick, Heisman Trophy winner, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, to save the city of Cleveland 
and the way they took the rest of that game, you'd have thought they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, that that was that was an incredible story. The way it happened, where they've been setting Baker Mayfield for a couple weeks, you know, they didn't want the plan was to not in. have him play at all this season. Yeah, and then the starting quarterback gets injured, and he comes, and boom, he just lit the place on fire. And I watched most of that game, and wow, it, it was it was like night and day. Once he got in there, he just took command and and drove that team down the field and. He was like three or three out of four on his first. Uh, yeah, three out, three or four on his first drive. Yeah, let him do a, a field goal, passes. and then just little, little by little, he just kept working them back, working them back. And my gosh, what a performance! Yeah, he's and I think I think he's already been named the starter. Yeah, he, he, week, he was so. announced to be the starter for Week yep. Four uh, against the Oakland Raiders, but. Yeah. Congratulations, Cleveland. Yep. The uh, beer is a flowing in <laughs> yeah. Cleveland. The, the free beer The things. free beer is unlocked. Yep. yep. Uh, so you got that monkey off your back, and uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about some more monkeys getting off of uh, people's backs uh, coming up. But just a great story in Cleveland. Glad to see they get that first win. Yeah. And they should be 3-0. and Yeah. I, They've I, had three winnable games. That Right. Uh, Everything was so close on the first two weeks. and. Uh, you knew they were – I mean, all of last season we just felt like they were going to win a game because they were so close on so many games, but it just wasn't to be last and, year. Yeah, the games have been so close this year, and literally well, they had one tie. They lost by a field goal, and they won this game by four points. So really, right. being 1-1-1, one, one, and one, their point differential is one point. So <laughs> uh, very strange, interesting, yeah. just Cleveland keeping it interesting this year. and. Mm. Uh, we'll see if they can string up some more wins. They have a good team, and maybe Baker Mayfield is that spark to to light the flame for that city and that franchise. Maybe he's their new LeBron James, the yeah. new poster child. Yep. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. He is still a rookie <laughs> quarterback. Right. He got into a game where they had no film on him. The Oakland Raiders will probably be a little bit more prepared for him, so I'm not expecting Baker to light the world on fire. I wish him the best. He's not my favorite quarterback. I I, I don't really like him as a, as a person. I feel like he's really... Uh, taking some missteps but he's gone in the other direction and he's at least giving me some things to go you know what kid i'm, I'm actually pulling for it i didn't know yeah. what what to think about him when he got drafted all the yeah. police video and all that stuff and i i think he's got his head on straight and he's doing what he's supposed to do in the nfl which is a little op lot opposite of johnny manzel mm -hmm. uh, who we'll talk about it this week for not for bad reasons but mm -hmm. you know he was in action too in the sure. canadian league yep but the city of cleveland Congratulations, and you know the whole city was hoping and waiting for this quarterback for the magical, the one quarterback they could draft that would lead them to the promised land. Yeah, and as of right now, it's uh, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, well, you know, things can change overnight. Oh yeah, but but I mean, he could, just, be, he could be benched after this upcoming game, for right? All but we the know. the scenario, you know, it he's, played he's out on like the a, bench. It played out like a movie. The start, yeah, it was like a Hollywood movie. The starter gets injured, in he comes, boom, down boom, by boom. fourteen. You know, we don't, we don't want to, we want to save him. We want him to learn and all that, and then just come, brings him from behind, and oh my gosh, they, that could be just a great made-for-TV movie, movie of the week, <laughs> movie of the week type of thing. I, I expect to see it on Hallmark Channel next fall, <laughs> yeah. before the season kicks off, but. uh Enough about Cleveland. Congratulations. Yep. Again, they won 21-17, yep. uh, advancing their record to 1-1-1. One, one, and, one. Okay. Uh, and the New York Jets fall to 1-2. and two. All right, moving into the Sunday slate of games. We had a shootout in Atlanta. And talking about overtime thriller, the New Orleans Saints came back to beat the Falcons 43-37. Drew Brees, uh, I believe he is now the career completion uh, record. He beat, beat out Brett Favre for that, I believe. Mm. Uh, so he's got more records he's going to probably set this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, so 
Yeah, that Drew Brees and that New Orleans team kind of picking up where they left off last year. A little bit of a slow start, but they look like they got uh, that offensive hum, and they scored 40 points twice hmm. in three weeks. Uh, so be on the lookout for them. Atlanta, a little bit of a disappointment falling, but again, it was a close game, so they were right in it till the end, so you can't even count them out, but in a very tough uh, NFC South division. Uh, all right, I guess uh, moving on. Sure. Feel free to jump in at any point. If oh, you that's okay. To say. No, I don't have my notes in front of me, so it's, it's I mean, all just, you right now. Something comes <laughs> to your head, yeah, with you working on limit, limited notes this week. Yeah. Uh, the next game, the Denver Broncos went into Baltimore and fell to the Ravens 27-14. Uh, I really didn't get to see much. I didn't get to see a lot of the NFL highlights uh, this week, and that game was one that kind of slipped through the cracks. Uh, the Carolina Panthers surprised the Cincinnati Bengals with a 31-21 win in Carolina. Both teams advanced, or I guess Cincinnati fell to 2-1, Carolina advancing to 2-1 again, staying towards the top of that tough NFC South division. Yep. Uh, the New York Giants got their first win of the season, defeating the Houston Texans 27-22. to the Tennessee Titans shocked the Jacksonville Jaguars 9-6. to A very close defensive game that was. Yeah, you don't see too many single-digit games in the no, NFL. No, when Jacksonville's got one of the best defenses in the league, I didn't expect that from Tennessee, but both teams uh, just playing great hard-nosed defense. Uh, kind of surprised me that the Jags would fall, but, again, it's only a three-point game, and right. I think the Jags are still one of the better teams in the sure. league. Yep. Uh, Kansas City continues to look super dominant. They look to be the best team in the NFL. They won 38-27 to over the San Francisco 49ers, who unfortunately we found out today or yesterday that uh, quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo will be out oh, for the yeah. remainder of the season with a torn ACL. Yeah, that, that, that hit along the sideline. On one hand, it didn't look like it was that bad of a hit. I think it, it uh, didn't from, look like it hit his knee. It looked like he kind of shouldered I, him out of the. From bottom. what I heard, he, he might have done that when he was planting his foot. He might, it might have mm. been a non-contact ACL, mm. so that might have happened regardless of being hit. Okay. I, I don't think the hit had anything to do with it. Even yeah, the defender, the hit, the hit didn't look that bad. Yeah, even the defender that hit him said that was on the quarterback. He should have just gotten out of bounds instead right, of trying yeah. to keep making that play happen. Yeah. So he, like, blamed uh, Garoppolo, which a lot of people are in that same boat. I heard a lot of people saying, yep, you should have got out of bounds. That's on you. Yeah, that's true. Jimmy G. But uh, so San Francisco falls to one and two. And a team that we thought could, you know, have some promise this year uh, might be seeing themselves back at the bottom of the league again, yeah. losing that star quarterback. And five-year contract, all that money he's getting. Oh, yeah. And indeed. just to be knocked out for the rest of the season, that's got to hurt. Isn't he the new new high? Or at one time he was He was. The he beat out Stafford, player. and then we've okay. had a couple guys all since. Right. Uh, moving on, the Oakland Raiders. The the surprise to me is the Raiders, who have had, they have had a lead or been tied going into the fourth quarter of all three of their games the, thus far this season, and they fell to the Miami Dolphins twenty eight to twenty in Miami. Miami advancing to a quiet three and zero. I don't think any, a lot of people are talking about this Dolphins team. Yeah, who are who are winning, but not doing it in super flashy fashion uh, behind uh, Ryan Tannehill who a lot of people have kind of written off, but he's getting the job done down there in Miami, and they are 3-0 and while the Raiders fall to 0-3. And probably the biggest upset of the week, the Bills went into Minnesota and shellacked the Vikings 27-6. to Yeah, who saw that coming? Nobody. Nobody. Not even Bills fans. Not even Bills fans. They were braced for uh, heartache. I was absolutely They were 17-point underdogs, and this is one of the biggest upsets in league history, just based on point spread right. and all that, and Buffalo behind rookie quarterback, uh, 
Josh. Josh Allen from Wyoming, and he looked incredible. Yeah. He he even made this great running play where he dove over a guy. looked like Superman oh, yeah. out he, there. He leapt over a guy. and Unbelievable. <laughs> and I'm shocked. I'm a Lions fan. I thought for sure that the uh, Vikings would just – Oh, yeah. That would be a cakewalk. Yep. And that makes me nervous because guess who the Bills play this week? Another NFC North team in Green Bay. So they're mm. going – Two Minnesota this this past week, and then two Green Bay next week. Hmm. Uh, Green Bay, you might want to be making sure you don't take this team lightly because I don't know how. Quiet, them. quiet. We want the Bills to win again. Well, <laughs> not when we play them later on. This no, season. no, but when they're playing in the NFC North, guy. Yeah. yeah definitely... But yeah, so with that loss, that makes the Vikings one one and one. So hmm. you're gonna see that come up a few times. A lot of one one and one teams. Yeah, that... I wonder how much this tie is really gonna play in at the end of the I think regular season in the NFC North already. It's playing a big deal, and yeah. I think a lot of these ties will come in at the end of the year, and we'll look back on those like, really? Yeah. That's either going to hurt those two teams that tied, or yep, or, or, or just edge them over, or the, just edge them over. It's going to be and completely it occurred, fascinating. And it all occurred in week one. For, well, well, and and week two. Yeah, for for, for the NFC it was week one. For the AFC it was well, AFC was week one. NFC week two. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, we'll definitely find out. And both those ties were in interdivisional. Hmm. So Steelers Browns week one and. Obviously, Vikings-Packers week two. Hmm. So, I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, divi- super divisional in <laughs> implications between both of those games' ties. Right. Yeah. All right. But, anyway, moving on. Congratulations, Buffalo. Yep. I thought for sure you were going to go 0-16, but you proved me wrong. Yep. 1-2 uh, and two on the season. Nobody deserves to go 0-16 ever again. Never again. Well, <laughs> we figured Cleveland, it, held, it felt good last year a little bit. Wow. As a Lions fan, it was good to see another team do it. Sure. All right. Uh, continuing on. The Indianapolis Colts fell to Philadelphia 20-16. to And the big stories here were Carson Wentz came back and looked really good. And the other big story that came away was uh, the Colts were in this at the end, and they had a long Hail Mary pass they threw at the end of the game. But they benched Andrew Luck for this Hail Mary, and they put in backup Jacoby Brissett, yeah. um, which a lot of media was making a big deal out of. But Andrew Luck kind of shrugged it off like, I'm not 100% still. Yeah. How yeah, do you expect it, me to throw a sixty-yard pass? All he's got to do it doesn't have to be accurate. He's just got to. You get just got to get it to, to the end to zone. The end zone. So in that right. instance, I'm not sense. even mad. Makes yeah. total sense. Makes but good really, coaching call probably. But it really surprised me that that Carson Wentz came in after not playing for so long and, and did so well. I expected it, it would to take you know, a, a little while bit for him to to get in the groove. So it it really surprised me that that he did as well as he did and, and won the game. So, yeah, so now that he's back, uh, Philadelphia is probably already Super Bowl champions. Now you get your star quarterback back. Right. Keep an eye on Philadelphia going forward, especially yeah. with Mr. Wentz behind center. Yep. And then the final game of the 1 o'clock slate saw the Green Bay Packers fall to the Washington Redskins 31-17. to You predicted that the Redskins would win. <laughs> I didn't think the Redskins would have a shot. But I, there they are sitting I at 2-1. I really and didn't one. either. I'm, I'm shocked that the Redskins won. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad, but I... Uh, I'm completely surprised. Uh, you know, Alex Smith looked decent. And Aaron Rodgers and the Packers fall to 1-1-1. One, one, and one. And the biggest biggest thing that came out of this game, and I, I guess I'll ask you the question, the uh, roughing the passer play again for Green Bay comes into play, making big headlines. Was it or was it not uh, egregious in your eyes? Should a flag have been thrown, or was that a clean hit? I think that was a clean hit, but the way they've uh, tweaked the rules this year, I can see where they called it against them. But what are you supposed to do? There's nothing you can do about it right. in a situation like there, that. So many memes out of people putting uh, air mattresses and pillows right. underneath a couple of 
kids right. pretending to be right. the quarterback. It, but no, in any other season, that would have been a great it play. It looked like a very clean, like, you, right. you talk about driving the guy into the ground. Well, what, like, yeah, are you supposed to put a pillow under him? Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, well, he, he really didn't drive him into the ground. He, he, he wrapped him up and he, he fell on him. But I don't. I don't think he drove how else him are you into supposed the to, My my problem is how else are you supposed to execute you, that? Really, you can't. It, he, it was open field, so you got him. You wrap him up, which is what he did. Mm-hmm. He did not lead with the helmet. The helmet was off to the side of the shoulder, mm-hmm. and he drove. I mean, that's how a tackle works. It's your momentum stopping another right. guy, and your momentum taking you forward, and this guy down. Right. If you land on him, you land on him. But I don't think. It's that big a deal. The quarterback lands. There's somebody got injured trying to not do that. Somebody like purposely tried to not land on the quarterback mm. after making the sack, and they tore their ACL. Mm. So I think it's just as dangerous to have to try to work your body out in such a way to unnaturally avoid, while in that process of a sack, you know, to not land on a guy. Like yeah, they, you're asking the impossible. They need and, to, to retweak that rule, or at least you can't. It, It'd be one thing if it was a little more egregious, like yeah, he really slammed like yeah, an like and up and then slammed him to the ground. But even then, like, or if like when he drives the guy and the guy hits the ground, if you'd make that extra little like movement. But if you initially like or, or right away roll off the guy or you do your best to get off the guy as soon as he hits the ground, mm. probably no problem. Like I thought he like started to roll like as uh, Alex Smith hit the ground. Mm. I thought perfect. Like there should be no flag, but he still got flagged. Yeah. And he spoke out about it this week, so it's another big talking point this week. So yeah, it's weird. It is, and it's unfortunate. Uh, I don't think it's. I don't know. I'm not liking the way these are getting called. I am all for the safety aspect of sure. it, but just the optics, it does not look bad. Yeah. So whatever. Moving on, we had the first battle of Los Angeles since the two teams moved to L.A. The Chargers and the Rams played in the Coliseum, and the thing I took away from this. Uh, it looked like a great game, by the way. Great back and forth. Uh, the Rams had a very high-powered offense. I think they had one big turnover where they got it, the ball intercepted in the end zone. But outside of that, this team is just loaded offensively. But the thing was, whenever the Chargers would get a play, that stadium, which you would think would be mainly Rams fans, was just as loud, if not more loud, for Chargers. Hmm. Uh, even though it was a Rams home game. So I don't know if L.A. is just like, we got two teams. I'm just here to see a great game. And yeah. you root for both teams. Like, it was it was really bizarre. It was like almost a Chargers home game. But then when the Rams did stuff, it was equally as loud. So it was just a bizarre setting. Yeah, it's uh, – I don't know. I, I saw some of the highlights of this game, but I didn't really see – was the stadium full? I mean, I It I looked didn't, partially didn't full. Like, I don't think because the, the Coliseum it's a, it's a big place. I, is a big old... place. I did see a lot of empty seats, but even right. then it still looked packed. Like, right. packed than it used to be when the Rams first got there. And sure. it was like nobody cared about the Rams. Well, maybe maybe since this was an oddity where you had two Los Angeles teams and they were playing together, maybe people showed up that normally wouldn't have gone to either game, but because maybe. it was both of the teams, I thought teams, about that. Uh, you know, maybe they said, "Oh, let's go, just go see," because it's both teams, and and we'll go root for both of them because we don't care about either one. But I mean, still, like that was one thing. Just watching the highlights that I picked up on, I was like, "Wait a minute!" The crowd was really loud for the like. It was just something that I I didn't think about at first, and eventually it hit me. Hmm. So. But yeah, the Rams won thirty-five to twenty-three, uh, advancing to three and zero. The Chargers falling to one and two. Uh, so watch out, LA. LA in the NFC, and you got the Chiefs in the AFC as undefeated teams. Watch out for both of those high-powered offenses. All right, and then the, uh, sticking with the four o'clock slate, I got two more to go. 
The Chicago Bears defeated the Arizona Cardinals 16-14. to The Bears advanced to 2-1 while the Cardinals fall to 0-3. But the Cardinals led most of this game. And uh, towards the end of the game, even rookie quarterback uh, Josh Rosen got into the game, which a lot of people were scratching their heads at. Like, you pu- you're putting him in this late in the game with, like, a few minutes left to try to win you the game? Like, it's a, probably a little too late. And you expect a rookie quarterback just to, you know, with four minutes left. It's not like Baker at least had a whole half, right, essentially. Yeah. A little over. Yeah, he came in just for halftime. Yeah. So, at least then he's got time. But here you expect a rookie quarterback who hasn't seen any action on the field to just come in and win you the ball game at the end of the game. Yeah. I don't know. Poor sounds like poor coaching, and they'd let that one get away. Um, unfortunately, I was really pulling for Arizona <laughs> because uh, that would have meant that the Bears would have been one and two, and now they're not. <laughs> the Bears are in the lead of the NFC North. Who yeah. would have thought that? Yeah. Uh, and then not me. The, yeah, and then the final four o'clock game was the Dallas Cowboys went to Seattle and fell to the Seahawks twenty-four to thirteen. Seattle gets their first win of the season. Uh, in their home opener, both teams are now one and two, and Russell Wilson looked mighty fine. Hmm. He was able to sling that ball around. All right, uh, if you have nothing else to add, nope. we will move into the game that obviously we both watched, the Sunday night game between the New England Patriots and the Detroit Lions, where the New England Patriots shellacked the – oh, wait. <laughs> oh, wait. No, that's that's the, every other time they've played is that, what you're talking about. That's not what happened. Yeah. I can't. I could not believe the game we watched. I was pleasantly surprised. I pleasantly didn't expect – Pleasantly surprised I, is probably – We both picked uh, the Patriots we did. to win. I thought – I thought there was no way New England was going to blow this. Their history of coming back after a, a hard loss, is especially under Belichick, has been well documented. Mm-hmm. And I thought for sure I was like, "Oh, great!" And he's and to not help things any further, former New England Patriots defensive coordinator, right, uh, is the Lions' head coach. Yep. And you thought I thought for sure Belichick would want to do everything he could to embarrass his former pupil for leaving. But it was not the case. It was the other way around. The yeah. apprentice beat the master. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi went down by Danielson. And I could not be happier about it. I'm not going to. Oh, yeah. Like, I've listened to national media and local media. And the local media guys are obviously ecstatic about it. Uh, some are a little more level-headed than others. Some are saying, look, it was a great win. The Patriots were banged up. We probably should have beat them anyway. Or, hey, great win. Let's keep our heads on straight. You know, let's not get too crazy. Some are saying, oh, it's the greatest thing. We're back to being a playoff team all of all a sudden. Right. Then you got the national media, which obviously every time the Lions do this, the same story is, well, what's wrong with the Patriots? Yeah. And that is all I heard about them. Some There were some nice things about the Lions said, how we finally got our first 100-yard rusher in five years, right. and all that, you know, that monkey's off our back. But yep. the national media, it was all about the Patriots and – what did they yeah. do wrong? What is wrong with the Patriots? Yeah, I mean, you you left after the game to go home because you had to go to work the next morning, and I, yeah, I had four up, hours of sleep. And I watched, uh, I watched, you know, ESPN, and I kept flipping around NFL Network and all this, and I never saw Matt Patricia being interviewed. I never saw Carry On Johnson being interviewed or Matt Stafford, anybody from the Lions. Besides it was, the immediate post game, because immediate post game, well, the the sideline lady, yes, but after, she. You know, she but I'm talking on Sports that. Center yeah. and, and NFL Network, their, their post game show where they recapped everything. It was all Brady and and I think Billichick. Well, mainly Brady and uh, maybe one other player. But yeah, 
they always go, you know, they're so biased, you know, oh, well, the Patriots are the best, so we're going to talk to them. No, they're not the best tonight. They were the worst, so go talk to the Lions. No, they wouldn't even do that. Uh, and you know what? I Part of me, I get it. I mean, we always say this every time because it's like this. Every time the Lions have Detroit a big— doesn't get no respect. D- they get no respect, <laughs> but you know what? We need to earn the respect. True. And We need to win a few more games so to get that respect. That's where my head is at. We need more, like, hey, we need to earn some more respect. Start playing this. If they play like this week in and week out, we're talkable. We will yeah. be the talk of the league. But our history doesn't help. And the Patriots' history, despite them losing, will be turned to them. Like, hey, why is this good team not looking good? So uh, it sure, is what it is. Detroit sure didn't look good the first week. No. Uh, against the uh, Jets. Nobody thought They that. looked a little bit better last week. They had a chance to win. Uh, they didn't. And um, they put together a complete right, game right. for the first time I can remember I want to say the last time I felt like it was a complete win, they beat the Saints a few years back in New Orleans. It was a very dominant game. I saw one graphic online that, that said, you know, when, when Matt, Matthew Stafford plays a, a whole game and he has a 100-yard rusher, he is 7-0. and Yeah. <laughs> and then there was another one that said uh, when Brady – Brady has only lost back-to-back games twice in his entire career. This week, and then I think it was 2002, yeah. he, he lost two games in a row, back-to-back games. So, I mean – uh, it's it's incredible what he's done over the years. No, yeah, you to, can't take any away from a team like the Patriots that have done things that teams have never right. done before in the history of the league. Five Super Bowls in however many years. Yeah. The consistency, a quarterback that is 40 years old, still playing uh, remarkably well, minus mm-hmm. last night. Yep. I mean, he did throw one really nice touchdown pass, but outside of that, just it's, it's hard to not talk about the Patriots. So I get it, but Lions side of things, and we'll move on. You know, great. We got the 100 yard rusher yep. thing off our back finally. Yeah. 70 plus game. I yeah. think it was 70 games exactly. They yeah, said. because we went back to Thanksgiving of 2013. Yeah, uh, Reggie Bush was Reggie the last Bush. time the Lions had a 100 and then, yard. And rusher. the other funny graphic I saw was the uh, last two times the Lions had a 100 yard rusher, they won. And obviously, it's right. been five years. Yeah. So they're two and zero when they have a 100 yard rusher. The right. last two times they played yeah, in the last five years. So. I mean, heck yeah! I mean, it feels good. Uh, they go to Dallas this week. I don't know how to feel about it. Obviously, we'll do our. I'm uh, encouraged. I'm encouraged, but I'm curious. <laughs> you, you were saying 0 and 5 for the Lions. I w- when you the way the they schedule. were playing. Yeah. If you saw that Jets game, you'd be like, "Yeah, that's a 0 and 16 team." Yep. But the way they beat the Patriots, you're like, "Um, maybe they can." It's hard to not get your hopes up, but I'm trying to stay reserved. If I'm they trying keep to... that running game going, if they if they keep trying to run and not abandon the run after three plays, and and they they struck a balance I've never seen them strike yep. in decades. Yep. It is. Unbelievable. Yeah, Legarrette so, Blunt for a couple of plays. And, he, then, and he was at about 60 yards. Yeah. So a lot of 160 yards rushing for a Detroit team that has been one of the worst rushing teams in the NFL. I'll take five yards a run. Uh, and carry on <laughs> average, they said, what was it? He averaged like 6.3 yards a carry. Mm. So carry on, my wayward son. Uh, oh, that gets way too I love much it. Use. I love that song, and I wish I was his friend because that would be his ringtone every time. But anyway, moving on. Um, I didn't get to see any of the highlights from last night's game because obviously I was asleep oh, and I worked early, but it sounded like a doozy. Uh, I, I watched some of the game last night and then I went to bed, but there was one play. And you're, I posted this on our Twitter account. So what was the final? Oh. It was uh, Pittsburgh won 30 to 27. Right. Okay, yeah. So. But yeah, there, tell there me was, about it. What did I miss? Uh, there was one play where uh, Roethlisberger goes back, and I forget the guy that caught the pass right off the hand. Was it Antonio Brown? No, it wasn't Antonio Brown. The, but Juju Smith Schuster. I, I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, uh, he because Juju's on my my fantasy team. He, there, there's only one guy between him and the end zone when he catches this pass, and 
he stiff arms him and basically threw him to the ground and ran over him and then ran the, the last 50 yards or whatever for the touchdown. Uh, you, you got to check that out. Like I said, I did, I did post that on our uh, Twitter feed and I don't know if I did Facebook, but Twitter definitely. Uh, yeah, he just ran over that guy and, uh, they, they froze one of the replays where you could see one of the, one of the, uh, Steelers players on the sideline and he was just like oh my god and he's pointing at the guy on the ground like you just got ran over <laughs> oh was, so I'll have, to, I'll have to check those highlights out yeah I'm because yeah I get up at six in the or I actually know, I get up at work. four in the morning yep. to work so you work all day then you race here to, to do this so yeah so that's the, usually the Monday night game is the one I'm missing but no uh, that was great unless then, the Lions were in it and then uh um Antonio Brown had a had a great uh touchdown of his own uh but uh yeah, that, that one play was just something else. He just manhandled that defender, caught him off balance, stiff-armed him, threw him to the ground, and then just ran over him and just kept on going. And, and there was nobody even in the shot after that. Yeah. All right, and that, that's it for uh, the NFL scores. And before we jump into college, I know you got some uh, news items that uh, you wrote down here. And so uh, I know one of the first things you wanted to talk about, I'm surprised you didn't bring this up when we were talking about the uh, Thursday night game, but that – what did you think about those end zones in Cleveland? Awful. Just <laughs> awful. I know what they were trying to do. They, they said that, that there were uh, uh, there were 16 uh, stripes, yep. and it was supposed to honor the 16 Hall of Famers that they've got from Cleveland, but they were green and orange yeah. uh, stripes. Oh, wait, green? No, it was white and... No, no. white and... Uh... In Cleveland? Yeah. No, they were orange and green. And it was putrid. It was just the worst looking thing I've ever seen. I didn't think maybe it if they had put the word Cleveland or Browns or something to break that up, but just just having those stripes in the end zone was awful looking. I'm sorry. You, you find a better way to honor your Hall of Famers because they deserve better than that ugly. I don't remember end zone. being green. I thought I was brown and orange. Uh, well, I I said the Browns colors. I but said green and, and orange or brown and orange. I don't know, but it was, it was the team color. It was just so. I didn't awful. think it looked that bad. It was just so awful. Which end zone is worse, the Dolphins diamond pattern from last season or this Browns horizontal stripes? Uh, Do you remember the diamond pattern from the Miami Dolphins last year? That was that was actually good because oh, that, because that, that was good. That went back to their first season in like 1966 when the team was there. So I liked that, but no, this one was just awful, terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, d- didn't like it at all. All right, and some other notes you got down here. Um, according to Forbes magazine, the Dallas Cowboys are the first NFL team to be worth five billion. Yeah, how many uh, Super Bowls have they gotten in the last few years? Not a li- None. Not a lot. But still, people love that team. They buy the merchandise. The sponsors want to sponsor America's team. Hey, man, Jerry's World. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue. They know how to put out a product, but yeah. not that the product's been good Their, on the their marketing's really good. They know good. how to market. And the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders and just yeah. the whole package there in the stadium with the world's biggest you know, replay screen and, and all that. Uh, yeah, they're they're an entity all to themselves, but uh, yeah, what they may be worth five billion dollars, but they're they're not a championship. So team. is that is that still less than like uh, Manchester United? I haven't looked at the article. Or... Uh, they didn't compare. Uh, oh, they're, they're just saying no, that they're yeah, the first. They're okay. the first to reach that plateau. Gotcha. I think last year they were like four point eight or four point okay. six billion, or, or maybe even earlier this year. So they've already jumped up a couple billion dollars or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, they're just the first to reach that plateau. Okay. And then the final news story we got is, uh, before we jump into you talking about some college football, 
is that Maroon 5 was a it's I don't know if it's been officially announced but the word I is out has, that yes. Maroon 5 will play the Super Bowl halftime show in Atlanta this year. Thoughts on your favorite band of all time? Who? Maroon 5. <laughs> Who? Um <laughs> I know the of name. such great hits as uh, Harder to Breathe uh, Never heard of and many countless others uh, <laughs> moves like Jagger I'm trying to think at the time. Oh, that one I'm familiar with. Okay, that yeah, one. that one you're familiar with. Oh yeah. But well, maybe if they brought out Mick Jagger to to dance around while they sing that. I mean, song. this the, their first album, I believe, uh, way back in the day. I think it was called "Songs About Jane." Was the first album. That was my middle school uh, breakup album. <laughs> so when I got my heart uh, stomped on, I just listened to some Maroon Five. So here we are. Oh, what are we? Over, uh, I was almost gonna say twenty years. It's not been twenty years. It's like twelve, maybe fifteen years. Yeah, okay, yeah, about fifteen years later, and and my middle school heartbreak band is uh, finally playing the Super Bowl. (laughs) But uh, if you have no other thoughts than that, no, I don't. That's what I was gonna ask you. You know, what you thought about Maroon Five? They they put on a good show. I think you know Adam Levine, the singer who is also on The Voice. watch it he's got a decent voice he's a funny dude i've seen him in a movie uh he was very funny uh outside of that they'll probably put on a nice safe show and again it's the halftime show isn't for us right it is for the the people for, that don't watch mom football. and and my sister people who could care less about the game right they're, and they're there for the halftime show and the commercials and yeah. the game is for us sure so i yeah. mean I, I, but I, I hope they really put on care. a good show and i think the thing that uh would be interesting is if since it's in Atlanta, will they get side acts? Like, will they bring in some Atlanta artists to kind of sprinkle in throughout their performance to cater to that home city? So we'll see. That's usually the more fun, interesting aspect of the Super Bowls, is that. Okay. Are we ready to move on to some college football? Yeah. Tell me about some upsets. I was not able to watch all the college games this weekend. I definitely am aware of a couple of big games. There One were, that's not on your list, but there it's were not a number really an upset. of uh, of upsets. Uh, uh, Old Dominion uh, over number 13, Virginia Tech, 49-35. I think that is the biggest one of the weekend. Uh, not not in my book, but uh, number 14, Mississippi State, falls to Kentucky, 28-7. to And then you had number 15, uh, Oklahoma State, going down to Texas Tech, 41-17. to And then number 17, TCU, lost to Texas, 31 31- to 16 that's two weeks in a row texas has upset a top 25 team yeah. so there you had 13 14 15 and 17 the the numbers you know from the top 25 all losing and then purdue over number 23 boston college 30 to 13 uh, to me well this wasn't really an upset but the most interesting thing there was number five oklahoma over army in overtime 28 to 21. So what I'm, upset that would have been. I'm, I'm looking at this from Army's perspective that they took the number five team in the country, Oklahoma, into overtime and uh, and lost in overtime. So way to go, Army. And what uh, about the, that, that Oregon-Stanford game? Number 20, Oregon falling to number seven, Stanford. Uh, Oregon looked like they had that game all locked up. They had a big lead, and then Stanford just came back and defeated the Ducks. In overtime, I believe the final score was like thirty-seven to thirty-one. It was a who cares? Their their uniforms are ugly. They were ugly, and they probably deserved to lose. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like that could have been an upset we were, would have talked about, yeah. uh, minus the uniforms that we're already probably talk about. Mm-hmm. But I mean, college football is always crazy, and it's only going to get crazier from here on out. Oh yeah, yeah. Because now all the uh, 
the non-conference games are over. So everything from here oh, on yeah. out is, is in conference. Basically, is going to be a, a in-conference game. So yeah, everything's going to uh, step up a bit. Uh, lastly, on my list, uh, right here in the center of the football world, Kalamazoo, uh, they w- traveled down to Georgia State. Who, who's that? The uh, Broncos. Oh, Western, Western Michigan. Michigan. You just said they travel. It's like oh, I'm well, sorry, nobody the, is familiar with Kalamazoo. The Western Michigan Broncos. Home of the Broncos, Western Michigan Broncos. Right here in winners town. of two straight now. Uh-huh. We went down to, to Georgia State and uh, and beat them uh, 34-15. So that, like I said, it's two and two in a row for uh, Western Michigan. Uh, they lost their first two games to some uh, Power Five schools, and uh, um, so now they start their their uh, in conference schedule. So uh, good luck to Western. Uh, so yeah, t- tell me about the good, the bad, and the ugly uniforms. All right. Uh, for ugly, I had uh, Colorado State, and I think I showed you. I showed you oh, that the Rams. Yeah, the Colorado yeah. Rams. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've never liked their horns. They look like skeleton horns. They've done that. Like, there's a couple variations. Yeah, of the helmet. but but this and you, normally it's like green horns on a white helmet. Yeah. But this week it was a, a green helmet with orange horns, and it just. It didn't work for me. I'm sorry. That looked terrible. And then you pointed out to me the other day the Missouri uniform. Oh yeah, they were all yellow. Yellow head, yellow helmet, yellow pants. I couldn't tell shirt. what the decal was on their helmet. It was a variation of their uh, uh, tiger logo. Oh, uh, I couldn't even tell. But yeah, it was it was kind of nasty looking. So yeah, Missouri, uh, go back to your regular black helmets and black uniforms. Uh, uh, this yellow is not working. Okay. And uh, no Oregon Ducks? Or is that just a foregone Well, th- I think that was the same uniform this week that they wore the week before. The all green head-to-toe with the yellow shoes. Yeah, That's very those. strange that they would wear the same thing twice. Yeah, I know. Normally, they're completely different from weekend. But to me, it looked like the exact same uniform two weeks in a row. Bad last week. Maybe it was, it was just, just a slightly different puke green color. I don't know. Who, who knows? All right. Uh, moving on to the CFL. All the, right. Yep. The CFL is week 15. Oh, we're getting so close to the end yep. of the CFL season. Yep. Uh, the first game Friday night between the Montreal Alouettes and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers saw the Blue Bombers take the victory 31-14 to over Johnny Manziel and those Alouettes. Yep. Uh, I, I ain't got much from this game. Uh, clearly, Manziel is not the magic yet, <laughs> but he's it's only played a handful of games. Yeah, I mean he's he's still basically a rookie up there. He's still learning the game. He's he's playing halfway decent, but he just doesn't have a win yet. Yeah, and so the the victory for the Blue Bombers advanced them to six and seven, while the Alouettes fall to three and ten. Then on Saturday, the Edmonton Eskimos traveled to Ottawa and fell to the Red Blacks twenty eight to fifteen. This making the Red Blacks eight and five, while the Edmonton Eskimos fall to seven and six. Then, in the third game, the close game between the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and the Toronto Argonauts saw the Rough Riders squeak one out with a 30-29 victory. The Rough Riders advancing to 8-5 and five while the Argonauts fall to 3-9. and nine. Yeah, Toronto needed a couple of rouges there to, to get the, <laughs> a couple of points to win get A game. couple of rouges that did not go their way, apparently, <laughs> yeah, or that even showed up. Yeah. And in the final game, and probably the most exciting finish, to all these games, the Hamilton Tiger Cats went into British Columbia and fell to the Columbia Lions, thirty-five to thirty-two on literally a last-second field goal in overtime. What a great way to finish off that game in those yeah. gorgeous uniforms that I talk about <laughs> all the time for the British Columbia Lions, yeah. which advanced them to six and six on the season, while the Tiger Cats fall to six and seven. 
And then uh, the best team in the league, the Calgary Stampeders, had the bye week still at 10 and two. Any other notes from the week before oh, I jump into their? This, yeah, those last two games were really close. I mean, you had you had thirty to twenty nine, uh, Saskatchewan over Toronto, and you had British Columbia over Hamilton, 35-32, You know, three point win in overtime. Uh, a couple of really close games up there. Yeah. Uh, uh, don't uh, don't dismiss Canadian football. They uh, they play an exciting brand of football out yes, there. Yes, they do. Uh, I I'm constantly posting as many highlights as I can because there are so many great plays from up there that. Uh, uh, you need to need to check out the highlights, and uh, pretty soon we'll be getting uh, some CFL games back on ESPN. They kind of took Perfect. a break for a while with the start of the NFL Perfect. season, but sometime in October they're going to start up again uh, the last couple weeks of the season. And I know uh, from what I saw of the schedule that I can remember, you're going to be seeing Montreal a couple of times, so you'll get to oh, see Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel would definitely uh, be a draw. A couple of times before the uh, playoffs begin. All right, yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll finish off the CFL talk with the standings. Uh, the Calgary Stampeders obviously still at the number one spot at ten and two. Saskatchewan in the second spot at eight and five. Edmonton in the third spot of the West with a seven and six record. British Columbia at six and six, and Winnipeg rounds out the division with a six and seven record in the West. In the East, the Ottawa Red Blacks still hold on to the number one spot at eight and five. The Hamilton Tiger Cats in second with a six and seven record. Then at the bottom, you have a couple of teams with three wins. First off being Toronto with three and nine and the Montreal Alouettes at four with a three and ten record with five weeks left in the season. We are getting there. Okay. And then the crossover. So if the playoffs were to start today, Calgary, Saskatchewan, Edmonton, you were in in the West. And in the East, Ottawa and Hamilton would be in, but British Columbia would be in that crossover spot and jump over. Hmm. So interesting. Very, very interesting. Stretch of games we got coming up. So, you know, we got Toronto going to Calgary this week. You got British Columbia traveling to Hamilton. That should be an interesting one. Winnipeg and Edmonton uh, should be a great game. And then Saskatchewan, Montreal. Let's see if Montreal can try to squeak out a win against a very tough uh, Saskatchewan Rough Rider team. Yep. But that is it from north of the border. All right. Well, that concludes our uh, uh, World of Football scoreboard for this week. So let's move on to uh, some news of other kind in the football world in the alliance of american football the aaf which has been pretty quiet they, they, have they quiet started teasing some team logos a yep. few weeks back yep uh, they have finally announced all the team names and produced all their logos uh, up until this morning uh, they, they they have I only was really done worried the, about this. the eastern conference team the four in the east well that's we what do. we presume will be the east uh, right. they were the eastern teams that had yet to be named right. or yeah because what was it, last Wednesday or Thursday, they did all the teams that are going to be in the eastern side of the country. Right. Uh, and so no, today I think, was, I think that is the east division. Is it going to be a division? Yeah. I haven't heard official word on that, but we've been dubbing it that. Right. Uh, but then today was all the western teams right. they, they finally announced. But because I was really worried uh, because I was like, man, we're going to go into the show and they're not going to have all the team names. We're going to yeah. get half of them. Yep. Uh, so we'll have to stretch it out over a couple of weeks, but thank goodness they delivered today. And, yeah, you, uh, you sent me a, a a message probably before you went to work even this morning. No, it uh, was I was at work. I, I okay. was on my first break, and I saw that it was so okay. eight in the morning. They already released all these team logos and names. Okay, so let's run down the the names. Uh, Birmingham, uh, they're going to be known as the Iron. Eh. Then you've got the Memphis Express. No, so yeah, do you want to go one by one and uh, thumbs up or thumbs down? On the team name and the logo, so start off, start off. All right, let, let's let's go one by one. Birmingham Iron. Uh, okay, the, the logo is pretty bland. I'm yeah. not gonna lie, it's pretty basic. It's a silver football with a B in it, 
that's a metallic looking bee. Yeah, it looks like it's made out of iron. And eh, we've heard the iron name before. I don't think it's very sure. creative, so I give it a thumbs down. Oh, I, actually, compared to all the other ones, I think I like that one the best. The Birmingham oh, really? Iron. Uh, yeah. I, I'm just not a fan. It's. I was really hoping for a lot of unique team names, and we got a few, so we'll talk right. about them as we get there. But I was really hoping they'd stay away from names that were kind of along the like just boring, just like, okay, I've heard a team called that before. Right. And we'll talk about another league which had a new team name, which uh, <laughs> might have gone a little too far with the name uniqueness. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I give it a thumbs down. I just think it's bland and boring, and it didn't really get me excited. I was kind of like, eh, very eh, so I'll just it, thumbs it, down. It's like a black and white logo. I mean, it, uh, it's very uh, Oakland no, Raiders no color. color. Yeah, there's no color to it. It's just kind of like silver and black. Uh, so, yeah, it, as, as far as colorfulness, it, no, it's not. And there. I reserve judgment till also when, uh, to see the logos paired with their uniforms mm. for an overall look. But yeah. as of right now, logo and team name, thumbs down for the Birmingham Iron. All right. Memphis Express. Thumbs up. You like that? I like the name. I, we've heard the Express before, so it's sure. not a unique name. But I like the logo. And what they did was really cool. If you're not paying attention to the All-American football whatever conference uh, the it's called alliance of american the alliance football. of american football if you're not paying attention to them <laughs> and you obviously aren't <laughs> despite me not being able to remember their name week in and week out because it's ridiculous the alliance um but they have really cool little visuals that are about 30 seconds long talking about the t- the city and what it represents and then the team name how it's incorporated so they there's a plus for the marketing and slash social media presentation mm-hmm. that the league is doing uh at least and they like when the team names are announced they got people out on the streets of the city handing out merch and stuff mm-hmm. like i already saw that the san diego team today already announced season ticket packages and all that so the league is starting to start rolling i was a little disappointed when i heard michael vick on the cow herd yesterday but he never mentioned being the offensive coordinator for uh one of the aaf teams mm-hmm. or whatever team he was supposedly linked to mm-hmm. But anyway, I like the logo. It's basically just an E with a you know red and blue color scheme and a plane kind of flying in the middle of it mm-hmm. to kind of be the middle of the E. Right, like so I, I really dig it. I think that's unique, and I like that quite a bit. Okay. What about you? Thumbs up um, or thumbs down? It, it's okay. The, I didn't like the name at first. I didn't think Memphis Express rolled off the tongue very well. But I, I think it I'm, does. I'm kind of liking the name. Uh, the logo... It, it's okay, but uh, like I said, you know, we'll we'll see once they actually have a, um, a uniform and a, and a helmet. You know, that's gonna that's gonna make the difference for me. So thumbs up or thumbs down? Uh, I guess thumbs up. So that's two thumbs up from you. <laughs> You're just gonna like everything. Well, not always. All right, uh, keep, keep it rolling. Like the next one, the Orlando Apollos. I don't like that. What do you mean? Oh. I know this is like one of your favorites. I do like this quite a bit. It is a unique name. I've never unique you know, you've name. never heard of a yeah, name. Yeah, first of all, unique name. Apollos. And the Apollo and to have an archer kind of you know right. doing his thing, the but God then Apollo. incorporates part of the bow into the O. I dig it. I think it's a very <laughs> unique look. Um, I'm very curious. Like like I've said, I'm very curious what the whole uniform will look like and right. and how they either use that logo as itself or they only take pieces of it. Like, will it just be the archer on the mm-hmm. helmet or yeah. so? Very interested though, but again, very unique name. And I was this was something I was kind of hoping for. Yeah, well, it is it is unique, but I I gotta give it. And a also, thumbs down. Coo- okay, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. But kudos to this league for all eight teams having very unique color just uh, palettes. Hmm. So kudos to them. That was something I was really hoping for. Have teams with very unique 
color schemes. That way you're not confused. Like, oh, well, there's two blue teams. Like, uh, which one's which? Yeah. But no, they're all very unique. Okay. Anyway, yeah, thumbs up, Apollos. Okay, yeah, thumbs down, thumbs down for me. All right, the Atlanta Legends. Um, the name I'm okay with. The color scheme and the logo is pretty basic, so I give it a thumbs down. Yeah, kind of a purple background with a crown. Yeah, uh, so the, the the logo is essentially just a crown, and then the at the pinnacle of the crown where the, uh, what do you call that jewel? It's like the crown jewel itself <laughs> is a football. and I didn't even catch that. But... Okay. Yeah, it's All a little right, football. I just think it's boring. You probably get out a high school student and Microsoft <laughs> Paint make that logo. It's. I like the name though because there's a lot of unique football heritage in Atlanta, yeah. especially with the Hall of Fame being down there, yeah. which is a very. It, it should still be in in South Bend, but don't get me started on true. that. True, that's a, another story for another day. <laughs> so I give it a thumbs down. Okay. All right. Uh, so, what, 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 did you do your? Oh, th- I um, want a thumbs up or thumbs down on all of these, man. Um, Come on. I don't like the purple, so I'm going to say thumbs down. Okay. Next is the Salt Lake Stallions. All right, Stallions is a name we've heard before. We've had the Baltimore Stallions, and right. uh, I'm sure in the USFL there Birmingham were Birmingham Stallions. Stallions. Right. So, as far as the name, I was like, okay, heard Stallions before, but. I do kind of like that logo. That is kind of a unique, you know, uh, they, different variation of the horse head. Yeah, because uh, you can only do so many horse heads. Like, right. how unique can it Like, you've got Denver Broncos. We've seen so many college Broncos, right. Boise State, Western. Right. How unique can you make it? Well, they made it pretty unique. It almost yeah. looks like a chess piece yeah, uh, night a little bit. I hadn't thought about that. But, but. Uh, they incorporate a little S in there yep. as part of, like, the neck of the horse. Mm-hmm. Um, for Salt Lake. For Salt Lake. I'm okay with it. I think it's a unique color scheme. Uh, well, I like the blue and silver, so blue, yeah. Blue, silver, and a lighter blue <laughs> are the three primary colors. Um, but I dig it. I think that's a good logo, so I'll give it I'll give it a thumbs up. I'm going to give it a thumbs up, too. Yep. All right, next is the Arizona Hot Shots. Yeah, look at it. I like this is probably my favorite logo and favorite name of all of them. Like, <laughs> it's just so unique. Uh, I like the little az in there and yeah. hidden in there for arizona yeah. to represent the firefighters um and it's obviously it looks like the chicago fire logo the mls team but they got the double uh axes or mm. what do you call it yeah big axes right, right. crossed axes and the hot shots is just a very unique name never heard that for a football team so and, and like a green bay packers-esque color scheme green and gold but a little bit of orange in there too, so I like that. Thumbs up, Arizona Hot Shots. What a well, great name! Uh, do you know where the Hot Shots comes from? That's the the firefighters that fight the wildfires. Right. Yeah. And they had uh, they, they had just like made two, a movie about them. Well, they, yeah, twenty of them died in, yeah. a, in a fire out there. So, so I, also, I understand where it's coming yeah. from in, in Arizona. That's and why all. I'm all for that. And you're un-American if you don't like this. <sighs> well, <laughs> are you about to go thumbs down, Mister Un-American? I, I'm. I don't really care for the Hot Shots name. Like I said, I, I like understand. I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to be unique to the city or the state. You know, it, at first it was going to be Phoenix. Now it's Arizona. Uh, so I get it. Uh, you want to honor the firefighters. That's great. I just don't like the name Hot Shots for a, the name of a football team. But you know, so I'm I'm going to have to give that a thumbs down. Oof. But I, I do understand what they're doing. Um, I, I had high hopes for Arizona because oh. that was going to be my team. But uh, Not, just probably, that. they probably still are my team. See, I've already settled on my team, but we'll get to them. Okay. What's next? All right, so, oh, okay, so you gave that one a, th- a thumbs up. All right, yeah. uh, San Diego Fleet. Okay, yep, this is my team. Is uh, it? Yep, uh, because of their uh, when they announced the team cities, they said like what NFL 
teams would have affiliation with those uh, cities and the lions of Detroit are affiliated with the San Diego team. So I've kind of latched onto that really? to where like, okay. if they're former lions players, you automatically get fed over to San Diego. So that's where I'm like, you know what? I'll be with San Diego. Wasn't too crazy on the name, the fleet. Well, but it's unique you've ever, enough. If but, you've ever been to San it's Diego, a base city. yes, it, there's a big Marine base or I'm sorry, Navy base. Navy base. Yeah. Uh, and, and I've been on that base before. So I understand that, uh, the, the uh, naval presence is everything in yeah. San Diego. So, so like, I like, totally but, get it. But at first I was like, oh, why couldn't we have been like a cool name like the Stallions or a Hot Shots? But you know what? Fleet works. It's unique enough. Yeah. And the logo is pretty military-esque. It, I kind of like that. And, and the way the, the the pattern is, looks like one of your patches that you would get for... Oh, yeah, the chevron um, for, yeah. On your, for your stripes. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, the logo, you know, it's got a battleship on it, and it reminds me of the Virginia Destroyers of the UFL. Oh, okay. If you ever look up yeah, that logo. a little bit they of They had a, the same kind of battleship, uh, so that's it, a little reminiscent of that. But uh, I do like it. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I give it a thumbs up, yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, and last next, but not least. Uh, the San Antonio Commanders. So, yeah, the very interesting logo. Um, they got the Alamo in the background there. Is that uh, what that is? The, yeah, you can kind of tell it's like the Alamo okay, yep, in the back. Right. But the the way the color scheme is, it's like a, a burgundy and a red and silver. Mm. So the burgundy and the red kind of make it a little harder to see what the if the red is because the mm. re- Alamo is in red. But it's a cool shield design with a single star and a sword going through it. And they say the team name is to because San Antonio is like the military. It's, uh, it's known for a lot of military stuff. That's where I went to basic training for the so, Air Force. Yeah, you, so you, that's where everybody in the Air Force goes for basic training. So as far as, you know... A fitting name. You know what? Fitting right. name. I like the name. The logo, yep. not so much. I'm going to give it a thumbs down. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Okay. Uh, it, it, I mean, I can see. It works. It works. Like, I just, I'm just not overly impressed with it. <laughs> but that's just me. Okay. But I like the name. The Commanders are a good name. Like yeah, I said, so, so you got the Legends, Express, Iron, Apollos, Commanders, Hot Shots, Stallions, and Fleet. So, you know what? Not bad. Good, good, good job. And like I said, now, now we just need some uniforms yeah, and some helmets. We can get many helmets. <laughs> well, I hope so. Of your hot shots not, in not my fleet. Many, not too many people are putting out uh, mini helmets anymore. It seems like so. Uh, they're kind of hard to come by. Well, you but, gotta have to find a custom dude. Gotta, yeah. We know a guy in uh, New Jersey with a with a <laughs> well, basement full of them. Yeah, he's he's just a wholesaler though. He's, he doesn't he doesn't create them himself. So anyway, the uh, AAF season uh, kicks off February 9th, which is a week after the Super Bowl. So uh, here it is. So what? This is uh, end of September, almost October. So yep. you're talking four or five months, and uh, these teams will be uh, hitting the, the gridiron for the first time. So uh, good luck to all of them. Um, uh, looking forward to seeing uh, their uniforms and uh, get their schedule out here pretty soon. And Maybe get some notable players. We'll see if there's any – like. Uh Oh, what was one player I heard about that could fall into this league? Yeah, uh, there have been a couple. Colin of Kaepernick is a possibility, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. Who knows? I heard a few names. I, I can't remember who they were. So, but, yeah. Uh, so, the AAF starting to ramp up. I'm, I'm actually getting really excited about their season at the end of the NFL season. Okay. All right. Moving on to the Indoor Football League. Uh, they uh, – had a new expansion team yep, also. We've been down hearing about it. A team in Tucson. Tucson, Arizona. I was and really I, hoping for a really cool uh, nickname. Yep. And, uh, uh, well, they got a unique Unique is uh, the key word here. <laughs> they are going to be known as the Tucson Sugar Skulls. And when I first saw that, I thought, what the hell is going on with that? 
And then they talk about, and they're like the IFL. They they wanted something that was very unique to yeah. the city of Tucson, which, which I'm okay I, with. I get it. I understand it. And uh, I'm I'm told that a sugar skull is used in the Mexican culture as a symbol of the annual Day of the Dead celebration, yep. which I know is a really big thing. And uh, said that Tucson holds one of the largest Day of the Dead celebrations in the world. Okay. So that's you know that's a part of the Tucson culture is this Day of the Dead celebration, and a sugar skull is big in that so I, f- I figured like when i saw the logo and the name i was like i get the lo- i like the logo it's kind of a cool logo but the name i was like did it have to be the sugar skulls Could it could have been just like uh the flaming skulls or, or just the skulls or uh <laughs> yeah. the dios de los muertos uh, the I don't demons know. the uh, demon I... So, I mean you could have probably come up with a bunch of different stuff for that name yeah. but it is what it unique, is unique and <laughs> hey if they win Hats off, uh, sombreros <laughs> off to all those Sugar Skulls fans out there. Because if you get a chance, yeah, look it up. It is a pretty unique logo. Yeah. And I'll say, it, if you had to rank the most unique football team names, which we should do someday, it's just the coolest, most bizarre team yeah. names. Uh, yeah, we should do that in any league and just present our top five yeah. uh, unique names. Well, this I is going to be Sugar right Skulls up there. Would be probably number as, one. As of right now, probably right behind the Fighting Pikes of uh, Minnesota yeah, in the Arena League. You know, I got a buddy of mine that's out in Tucson right now. Me too. And he's going to be there for another week. And uh, yeah, oh, we, my we buddy need to, lives in, in Tucson. You need to tell him when you find a schedule, slap a couple in an envelope and mail them out here to us because I want I want a Sugar Skulls schedule. I was going to just hit my buddy up and be like, "Hey, you want to go to a game? I'll fly out to Arizona and go to a Sugar <laughs> oh, yeah. Skulls game against the Arizona Rattlers, maybe." Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I'm gonna have to plan that. Yeah, I'll, I'm on it. We'll go to Arizona again next year. Okay, and then uh, one other item from the Indoor Football League. Uh, they had a change in ownership of the Cedar Rapids team, so they are changing the name from the Cedar Rapids Titans, and they're now going to be known as the Cedar Rapids River Kings. Did they have a logo? I haven't seen a logo. I have not seen a logo yet, okay. but uh, I, I got a feeling that they're they're right on a major river or something. Uh, so, it, again, that makes sense. It's not a bad name. Yeah. Uh, it, we've kind of heard something similar to that before. There's a always been a variation of river insert something else right, on top yeah. of river so but yeah i'd like to see the logo i i liked the cedar rapids titans i thought they i thought they yeah. had a, a cool logo to begin with but now they're gonna be known as the river king so uh, good luck to them yep all right and finally uh we have one obituary to report yes uh, uh, and i'll let you read that but uh, right. hall of famer tommy mcdonald passed yep. away uh tommy mcdonald who played a uh, wide receiver in college and in the nfl he died at the age of 84 uh, mcdonald played his college ball at oklahoma uh, and in those three seasons with the sooners the team never lost a single game he was selected in the third round of the 57 nfl draft by the philadelphia eagles where he played from 57 to 1963 and won an nfl title with the team in 1960 mcdonald went on to uh, play for the dallas cowboys in 1964 and then the los angeles rams in 65 and 66 then jumped over to the falcons and played in 67 and finally the cleveland browns in 1968 he was uh, eventually inducted into the pro football hall of fame in 1998 so 30 years after his last uh, game was played got put into the nfl hall of fame so uh, very long career with a lot of different teams so uh tip of the cap to this man and you yeah, uh, will be missed. He was known as one of the best wide receivers ever out there. Um, so, yeah, uh, sorry to hear about that. But uh, good life, 84 years old. Um, hopefully he was uh, in decent health all the way up to the end. But uh, you never know sometimes. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, if that's it for the news and everything, we will yep. move on to our history lesson. And uh, this is something that I just kind of was researching myself uh, last week, and, uh, and I thought it was, it was very interesting. So we're going to be talking about uh, the city of Detroit and basically the Lions and uh, why Detroit is becoming known as the place where uh, head coaching careers come to die. And I started researching this, and you have to go back to the 1950s where uh, Buddy Parker uh, was the head coach of the Lions, and he led them to two uh, NFL championships, both over the Cleveland Browns. And obviously the Lions have been around since 1934. 34, yes. Uh, as the Spartans in 35, they became the Lions, right? Uh, or is no. it 33, they were Spartans? No, 34, they were the Lions. Okay. So in 33, they were the Spartans. Okay. Moved to Detroit in 34. That's where I always get And they won the first NFL ti- their first NFL title in 35. Uh, so, so then the next one came around 1952 and then 1953. Okay. So, Buddy Parker, uh, my contention was that uh, coaches come to Detroit, and if you can't make it in Detroit, you never get a shot to be another head coach. And that's been fairly true for a lot of these guys. Uh, but uh, go back to Buddy Parker. He did go on to uh, coach the Pittsburgh Steelers from 1957 to 64, and his successor, George Wilson, with the Lions, Uh, He went on to uh, be a head coach in the AFL with the Miami Dolphins uh, from 66 to 69. So he was their first, uh, I believe their very first uh, uh, head coach there in Miami. So then after that, you've got Harry Gilmer, who was a Lions head coach. He he never was a head coach again ever anywhere. And then Joe Schmidt. uh, 67 to 72. A great player for the team, but just not a great head coach. So he never got another shot at another team. Don McCafferty. Uh, he coached for one season, 1973. And then now you're getting into my era when I started following the team back in the 70s. Uh, Rick Forzano, uh, he was there for a couple of years. Tommy Hudspeth was there for a couple of years. Monty Clark was there for a couple of years. So in, in the span of four years, they've had three coaches. So 74 <laughs> uh, was Forzano. Then 76, they finally hired uh, Tommy Hudspeth. Hudspeth. And then 78, they had Monty Clark. So, like, yeah, in a short span of time, they just went through coaches. Damn. Yep. And then there was Daryl Rogers uh, from 85 to 89. Now, he went on to be a head coach uh, in college after he left Detroit, but not in the NFL again. And then you had the great Wayne Fonts, who led us Who was us to my a, coach. Yep. So this is where my Lions history kind of starts. Is yep. Wayne Fonts was my first coach. I was born in 89. He took over the team in 88 and was there from 88 to 96. And... Uh, didn't go on to do anything after he got fired. But he'll Detroit. always be remembered for that one playoff win. <laughs> That's all, yeah. yeah. But never coached again in the NFL. Then you had Bobby Ross. Bobby uh, Ross, I remember the day he got hired. Yep. Uh, he, he came from San Diego. He was a head coach at San Diego. Came here. Went to and, a Super Bowl uh, with San Diego. Yes, he did. Yep. And lost there. Uh, now, he went on to be the head coach at Army for a while. Uh, but, yeah, again, not in the NFL. So then after that, uh, he got fired at, towards the end of the season. They brought in Gary Moeller, uh, former University of Michigan uh, head coach, and uh, he was there for part of one season, um, I guess uh, seven games, uh, and he had a 4-3 and three record. Uh, and we Man. thought they were going to you know, give him a shot the next season because you know, he had a winning record. The team looked halfway decent. And that, that year, that was that last game of the season, we lost uh, on a on field, a field goal, goal by the, the Bears. Yep. I'll never forget that because that was the moment where <laughs> Detroit just went straight into the pooper yep. uh, and didn't make it to the playoffs till we'll get to the that point That was later. the Matt Millen era? The, this is the, the Matt Millen era we have entered now when the they hired era. Marty Mornenwig in 2001, famous for 
taking the wind yeah. and uh, setting the bar a couple of times and yeah. never meeting it. Yeah, he was only there for two seasons. Uh, he went on to become the offensive coordinator at Philadelphia um, and uh, the Jets and Baltimore. And then uh, you brought in he brought in Steve Mariucci, and that that's who Millen wanted initially, and he settled for Morningwig. Uh, and then he got rid of Morningwig when uh, Steve Mariucci became available. And uh, Mooch was here in Detroit from 2003 to 2005, and uh, he never coached in the NFL again either. Became a TV analyst. Still great doing TV a, doing analyst. Great job at that. I think he's happier in the booth than he is was on the field. Yeah. Um, Understatement. Right. So the only guy on this list that actually went on since George Wilson in 1964 uh, to go on and be a head coach uh, for another team was uh, Dick Duran who uh, only coached for uh, five games. He had yeah. a one-in-four record with Detroit, but then he went on to be the Bills head coach from 2006 through 2009. Uh, and then we get back into the list, Rod Marinelli. Uh, he went on to be a defensive coordinator in Chicago and Dallas, but never a head coach again. I, I, I wouldn't hire him after he was the first head coach to go 0-16. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. And then you had Jim Schwartz. Uh, we all remember Handshake Gate with uh, Jim Harbaugh, uh, Jim Harbaugh but on the field. Jim Schwartz was the first Lions coach to get to the playoffs since uh, Wayne Fonts did. Or actually, mm. no, Bobby Ross technically got to the playoffs. But to get to the playoffs, you know, in that long of a span of time, you know, so Jim Schwartz had a lot of promise there. He was there for five seasons. They gave him a lot of time. Yeah. And he put together one of the best Lions teams we've ever seen uh, in 2011. Uh, they made a real good run yeah. and uh, just fell short. Yeah, so after he left uh, Detroit, he became the defensive coordinator in Buffalo, I think, for one season. And since then, he's been the defensive coordinator in Philadelphia. And now he's got, got a Super Bowl got ring. Got himself a Super Bowl ring last year, so I guess congratulations to him. Uh, but again, never a head coach again. And, uh, and then Jim Caldwell, uh, who was here in Detroit from 2014 to 2017, he is now a consultant with the Alliance of American Football. Um, so... Uh, none of these guys have, have gone on to be head coaches. You know, one guy since 1964 uh, left Detroit and then became a head coach somewhere else. So what uh, is the future for Lions current head coach, Matt Patricia hold? If you can't make it here, you can't make it anywhere. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> so make it here, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so thank you for following us on our, uh, on our journey of coaching futility. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Uh, so next we're going to move on to, um, yeah, what's our, next on the schedule? Well, we've got our weekly picks. You want to do the weekly picks? Are you or? ready for weekly picks? Sure. We are, we are running. This is uh, we're a little over an hour now. Yeah, let's uh, get our picks in. I, right. I think we'll skip upcoming events because we all know that the only thing going on uh, is a couple of uh, yeah, games It's the same thing. It's just the London month. games. Right. So. so let's do our picks, and then we'll close out the show. All righty. Uh, so uh, first game is going to be Thursday night. The Minnesota Vikings traveling to Los Angeles to play the Rams. And who wants to go first? You first? I'm going to go first. Uh, okay, Ram, you go first. Rams we'll all the way. All right, so you're going to take the Rams. Um, it is hard not to pick the Rams uh, at home against the Vikings team that just got embarrassed. But does that mean the Vikings? By Buffalo. <laughs> by Buffalo of all teams. Uh, they, they might be ready to bounce back, though. Maybe they bounce back, but I hate having to pick the same team as you. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Rams. Okay. All right, so the next game is the Cincinnati Bengals at the Atlanta Falcons, and after the Bengals lost to the Panthers, you know what? I'm going to go Atlanta. As much as I was riding that Cincinnati train, I think I'm going to take the Falcons. Okay. And both um, uh, Falcons are one and two. Bengals are two and one. Uh, 
I'm so, gonna I'm gonna go with the Bengals. You're gonna go Bengals, uh, okay? I, I think that was kind of a, a an off week for him, so I I think the Bengals get back on the uh, the winning track. Okay, uh, so you first uh, Buccaneers at Bears, two two and one wow. teams. Uh, the game in Chicago. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with the home team. Uh, that, that this is really a toss up game. I mean, the way Fitzpatrick has been playing. So yeah, you have that uh, offense that can light it up against that Bears defense, which has been shutting it down, and it's just who are you gonna take? And yeah, I'm I'm going Bears on you're gonna that. Gonna go one. Bears. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Buccaneers. Okay. I'm gonna yeah. You know what? I'm gonna go opposite of you, and I will take the <laughs> Buccaneers. Just I you're don't just know. mad because we were both eight and eight last we week. Were, okay, yeah. So yeah, last week to update everybody, we were both eight and eight. Uh, Your worst week, my best week, and we yeah. So we're, we're start we're starting to do this thing where we're crossing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We're starting to intersect where I'm starting to go down right. and you're starting to come up. Right. Uh, so yeah, eight and eight last week. I'm hoping to avoid that. Um, <laughs> so okay, and then I guess I get to pick first for this next game. Sure. Uh, Lions at Cowboys, and it makes it so hard to pick with your heart. The the Cowboys are probably looking to bounce back, but. All they got is Ezekiel Elliott, but the Lions haven't really been able to stop the run. But they showed some promise. Oh, man, I, I just – I'm going to go Cowboys. Just I want the Lions to win, and I don't want to jinx it. And I want to pick the Lions so bad. They should win, but I'm going to pick the Cowboys at home. Well, I am going to pick the Lions. You are going to pick I'm, the Lions. I'm just that stupid. Okay. I'm going to pick the Lions to beat the Cowboys. Uh, this is the first if, time we have not been in agreement during a Lions game, <laughs> regardless of who, if we thought they would win or lose. If the Lions can do what they did the other night, uh, get a running game going, yeah. uh, keep the ball out of uh, Dak, Dak Prescott's, Prescott's hands, hands. Uh, keep him on the sidelines. Keep it, yeah, keep it out of Ezekiel Elliott's hands, too, because yeah. he will probably bust one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm – I'm, putting my money on the fact that hopefully the Lions can continue what they did last week. Chances are they'll throw up another stinker, but maybe I'm that's still what I'm a, that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. So that's why I picked the Cowboys. Okay. All right. So the next game, Buffalo Bills at the Green Bay Packers. I'll let you kick this one. Oh up. man, that's a <laughs> Is that a tough one? <laughs> it is a tough one. What I... Bills team is going to show up? The one that shellacked the Vikings or the one that's been laying an egg the first 2 weeks of the season? Oh, you know, this is the second week that the Bills are going to be on the road. That's um, and that's where I'm kind of sitting. Two weeks in a row, you're gonna have to travel to the the Midwest. Yeah, I I just yeah, I, I'll let you pick I, first. I, I want the Bills to win. Oh, but, we both do. But we, I think I'm gonna pick the Packers in that game. All right, and I as much I'm, as I hate to do that. Yeah, me too. But I'm I'm going Packers as well. Okay. All right, uh, Houston Texans traveling to Indianapolis to play the Colts, and the Texans I'm really disappointed in. And now that I say that, they're going to be great. Because every time I'm disappointed in a team and not pick them, they win. But I'm going to stick with Andrew Luck and the Colts at home against the Texans team that has just been very underwhelming thus far this season. But now they're going to prove me wrong. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Colts too. Um, I, being at home and uh, uh, just the way they've been playing lately, I, I think they're they're bound to win this week. All right. Um, next game is the New York Jets at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who you got? Jaguars. Oh, didn't even have to think I've about that. I've given up one. on the Jets already. And <laughs> they had one good game. You're welcome, Detroit. But uh, no, I'm going Jacksonville. Okay, yeah, I pick the Jaguars as well. Um, the next game, the Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. Oh boy, the Dolphins were three and zero, but they traveled to New England. 
Has the the Patriots ever won lost three games in a row? If they have, it's been a while. Um, <laughs> I I don't know if I see. Him I'm I'm gonna take the Patriots though. I feel like they're <laughs> gonna. I'm not terribly worried about the Patriots. They got the best coach in the league. I bet you they get it back on track. And the Dolphins, if they win this game though, the Dolphins might be legit. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Dolphins. Oh, just, just to be different. Uh, okay. You know, uh, I, being three and zero, you know, I, and for them to look at that game on uh, Sunday night and see how. Uh, Detroit beat New England. Hopefully, that will inspire them or or give them some some uh, tips on how you beat the uh, the the Patriots. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Miami. Okay. All right. The next game is the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Tennessee to play the Titans. Uh, Eagles. Yep. I uh, I'm gonna pick the Eagles as well, despite the Titans, you know, beating the Jaguars this week. Uh, I just I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in the Titans uh, with the Eagles coming to town. That's all I got, but <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. The Titans have surprised me a couple of times thus far this year. Okay. All right, the next game, the Seattle Seahawks traveling to Arizona to play the Cardinals, um, and I will take the Seahawks. I mean, the Cardinals, until they can uh, beat a team, I have no faith in the in the Cardinals yet. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I'm going. I'm taking the Seahawks in that one also. I I would love to see Arizona win. I'm always a rooter of the underdog. You know, root for them. But um, yeah, yeah. At this point in the season, you got to take Seattle. All right, and then I'm curious to hear who you pick for this game. The Cleveland Browns traveling to Oakland to play the winless Raiders. The mighty Browns all the way. Really? Okay, you're gonna <laughs> take the. Are you re- for real here? Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna take the Browns. Okay. Wow. Um, I'm going to take the Raiders. Uh, I feel like they got tape on Mr. Mayfield. It'll be his first start. I And the Raiders, like I said, they've gone into three games this year, into the fourth quarter, at least tied or with a lead. Mm. Um, they just got to be able to pull it out at the end. And um, you can't get that close three weeks in a row and not, and not eventually get one. So I feel like this is the week that they get their one. And I, I think this is going to be the, the game to watch over the weekend. It might be. This might be the game of the week uh, other than the Rams-Vikings game. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of will, stinkers of, of games this week, yeah. and those will, two. Will John Gruden get his first win as a coach? Uh, can the Browns uh, get two wins in a two row? Two wins in a row. That's, that, to me, that's, that's Baker like Baker Mayfield's mark. first start. Yeah, yep. a lot of headlines game in this game. That everybody's going to want to see. So, yep, that's to me, that's a game to watch. All right. And then the 49ers uh, travel to the Los Angeles Chargers. And uh, I'm going Chargers. Yeah, char- uh, Chargers all the way. Especially with Jimmy G getting hurt, uh, yep. which is unfortunate for that Niners team. But I, I just don't see that backup quarterback being able to sustain what. Who is their backup quarterback? Oh, boy. He, he, <laughs> Who knows? He was playing with them last year, and I don't remember this kid looking good at all. I forget his name at the top hmm. of my head. Okay. Uh, if yeah, I heard I could, it, I could probably I tell you. I couldn't even tell you who it was. Yeah, it's hard. You probably couldn't do that with a lot of backups in the NFL. That'd probably be a fun game. Sure. Which backup yeah. is with which team? Yeah, name, name, you know, match the match the backup with the team. Yeah, I would fail All that. Right. Uh, the New Orleans Saints travel to New York to play the New York Football Giants. Who you got? Wow, what are the records on these two teams? I uh, the I Saints are two and one. The Giants are one and two, I believe. Wow, uh, Giants being at home, and this is a four o'clock slate game, so. Uh, maybe a little. I don't know what the temperature will be like in New York. Probably not terribly cold yet, but. I'm still going to take the Saints. Yeah, I, I I have a hard time not picking the Saints either. Uh, the Giants are 
not that great a team. Sure, they got their first win last week, but the Saints, when that offense is a humming, hard to stop. Uh, Baltimore Ravens at Steelers. This is your uh, Sunday night game next week. Uh, Pittsburgh finally getting their big win yesterday. But that Ravens team is just as good. This is such a toss-up of a game. Yeah, that's, that's another – I mean, that national TV, this is like a marquee game in that uh, uh, in the AFC. I'm going to – boy, I'm going to take the Steelers uh, at home. The only reason I'm picking them is they're at home. Mm. Uh, so that's all I got. Other than that, it's a very even game. Yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens on that one. Okay. But like you said, you know, the Steelers are at home, but they've, they've only got the one win so far this year. I mean, they, they have played some close games, and you know, probably the home field advantage will carry them in this one, but I'm going to pick the Ravens. All right. And then in the Monday night game, the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Denver to play the Broncos on Monday night football. Quarterback, uh, oh, what's his name? Patrick Mahomes under the Monday night lights. <laughs> Against that great Denver defense, uh, who you got? I'm going to go with the Chiefs on that one. Chiefs. Chiefs, Chiefs. I, I want to go Chiefs. I feel like they're the best team in the league right now. they got a very high-powered offense. That Denver team at 2-1, and one, oh boy, I almost want to pick Denver just because. Because they're at home. Because they're at home, under the lights. Crowd you know, will be behind play, them. Maybe playing with a chip on their shoulder. It's a division game, hmm. but – you know what? I'm going to go with Kansas City. I just, yeah, it's it's hard to not pick the Chiefs the way they've been playing. Okay. And that's it, the 15 games, and then the Panthers and Redskins on bye this week uh, for some reason in week four of the of the NFL. Yeah, our, the fourth week, and already they're, we're getting into uh, you know bye weeks for, for teams. I know Detroit's uh, bye week is coming up on week eight, uh, but uh, – yeah, it seemed like it was a little bit early for bye weeks already. But right. Who knows? So right now we've got two undefeated teams in the NFL. You get the Miami Dolphins and the L.A. Rams. Oh, we got more than that. You also got the Kansas City Chiefs at three and zero. Oh, are they? Okay. Yep. I missed that one. Yeah, there's a there's like four undefeated teams right now. Do you want me to run down the undefeateds for you? Well, yeah, I had this written down on my notes, which see I that, couldn't get. See, you you don't use the technology like you should <laughs> to to find out who the best teams in the league are because you got the dolphins obviously at three and oh the rams at three and oh the chiefs at three and oh uh and those are your three unbeaten teams okay because I, I knew there was there was three of one and two of the other so winless teams we've got the raiders and the cardinals i think and the are, texans and the so texans three oh and three teams yep okay and uh three three and oh teams all right so, uh, so yeah, we'll be keeping an eye on that, see who gets their first win of the season, who gets their first loss of the season. So, okay, uh, you already picked the games, but between the three winless teams, the Cardinals, Texans, Raiders, who is most likely to get their first win? Um, i got to say Oakland. Oakland yeah, playing the Browns. Those three, well, maybe, Tex- maybe the Texans. Texans, maybe, but I, I, the Colts, I just don't know. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I think it's the Raiders, though. And of the, the three unbeatens, Chiefs, Rams, and Dolphins, who's the most likely to get their first loss this uh, week? Maybe Miami. Yeah, I, I would say Miami. <laughs> we're in the same boat there. All right. Okay. Just making sure we're on the same page. All right. Well, that is it for the picks. Anything well, else before did, we close out this did, show? Did you want to talk about our total overall records? Uh, um, I guess, if uh, real quick, we can go over the overall records. Yeah, you, you have a uh, commanding 29 and 19 overall record Thank in you. three Thank weeks. Thank you. Yes, I am 29 and 19. I would not be here without you people. 
uh, supporting me this whole time <laughs> and dad's terrible picks. <laughs> and, uh, and I have a 22 and 26 record. Uh, but at least I'm getting better every week and, and you're getting worse every this week. This is true. This is very startling <laughs> to me. I'm, um, we we pick just, a lot of the same games. Uh, uh, like last week was 12 games we picked together. Yeah, we don't have that many this week. We've got one, uh, two, three, uh, four, five, six. <laughs> it's hard to not pick. Seven. Seven games? Seven games that, 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 we, that we picked the same team. Okay, I, I can live with week. that. So yeah. the, hopefully that'll uh, pull one of us either further into the lead or we'll uh, bring you up to... Further in the toilet. Yeah, further in the toilet. <laughs> okay. That's the other way. Okay. That's the only other direction you could go. Okay. Any Anything else before we close the show out? No. I am, Man, this has been a, a doozy of a show. I always say that when we get into these long shows, but we're uh, just about to cross the hour 20-minute threshold. Ooh. So Well, let's get out of here quick. Then. <laughs> All right. That's all the time we've got for this week. If you learned something on today's podcast, then we've done our job. Visit our website at theworldoffootball.com for news, links, upcoming events, and more. Our email address is info at theworldoffootball.com. You can also like The World of Football on Facebook at TWOF Kalamazoo, where we post a lot of unique stories and pictures, as well as highlights from all over the world of football. Go check out some of those great CFL highlights from this past yes, week. Sir. You can also follow us on Twitter. The address there is at TWOF Kalamazoo. New episodes of this podcast are posted every Tuesday and are available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. So please subscribe, rate, review, let us know what you think, and please tell a football fan about us. That's right. We would love to get some feedback and, and hear from some football fans Even out there. Even if you're not a football fan, if you're a history fan, uh, let them know about our show. We, uh, we, we do a history lesson every week, and uh, it's always something fun and interesting. All right, join us again next week when we'll review all the happenings in the world of football. Until then, I'm Randy Snow. And I'm Adam Snow. And we'll see you next week. Play clock at three. Matthews got it back, sets, looks, throws. He's got Golden Tate who makes the catch inside the 15, inside the 10, and he's biking away. He's into the end zone. Pack the bags. Start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions!